Have you ever been in a knife fight? Now, believe it or not, I was actually in a knife fight. It was with my best friend at the time in high school. And, well, okay, it wasn't a knife. It was with Bic pens. You know, the the ballpoint pens. Kind of those famous Bic pens we had through the 70s and 80s. And we got into a fight with those pens, like with knives. And there was some blood going on. And that's kind of where we're going today. So hang in there. It's the David Lyons. Wake the faith up, Slayer Garth Hackman, David Lyons. I know, I know, you want to reach out to me. I get it. Who doesn't? And you can by emailing me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Want to again remind everyone in my area, which is New Prague, Southwest Minneapolis, that starting March 26th, we are having a How to Be a Man series on Tuesday nights. Food will be at 645. The meeting will start at 715. We're going to start promoting it on social media. If you don't live here, but you know somebody who does, please promote it. It's not a quote-unquote Hillspring Church event. It's for all men, all churches, all denominations. And truly for anyone, whether you're a Christian or not, but it's going to be good. We've got some great topics lined up. And when it starts to warm up and it's summertime, we're going to teach different skills. And it's just going to be all out rock and roll, kick butt. I think you're going to like it. So let's jump into today. Now, I'm going to start with the end in mind. And the end is this. How? How do we overcome Satan's strategies And then the next couple days, I'll talk about what some of his strategies are. But for today, how do we silence the voices? See, Satan really only has one strategy, and that's to contradict the Word of God with all the voices in our head. He talks to us. He has the media talk to us. He has our friends talk to us. He puts us in environments where we hear the chatter, the chatter, the chatter, the chatter, the chatter. Maybe skinny, you're never going to be happy in your marriage. You're never going to be happy in your marriage. You're never going to be happy in your marriage. So... You quit praying about it. You quit walking in faith over it. You quit thinking it'll ever change. You just, well, God, give me the patience to get through this until I die. But how do we silence those voices? And how do we actually work against what he's trying to do in that chatter? Well, it starts out pretty simple. 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Hold on arguments. What does it mean by that? Anything that contradicts God's word is an argument. It's someone kind of slipping in between you and God's word saying, well, it doesn't always work that way. You're not always going to be happy. I mean, look at Bob. He left his wife for another woman and he's incredibly happy now. Divorce is okay. And, and it's an argument. It's a pretension. It's chatter. It's this God doesn't care. He's not going to fulfill you. It's not, it doesn't work for you like it works for others. And, and so we come against those. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ and bring it into captivity. That's the rest of that verse. So what does it mean we tear down? Well, first of all, you got to have a we. Do you have men in your life who will speak to the chatter? Do you have the guts to tell your friends, hey, I'm really playing with the idea of leaving my wife. I'm unhappy. We don't have sex. We're not even friends. She doesn't want to do anything. She calls herself a Christian, but 
we barely, you know, can get along. We can barely sit at the table and, and eat without getting into a fight. Can you be honest so that there are other men, the we in our lives, who speak out in faith against that and silence the chatter? You gotta have a we. If you don't, it's a long haul. It's a hard fight. It says that we demolish those thoughts. That means burn it to the ground. Don't stop until every voice is silenced. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. You don't just deal with the big thoughts. You deal with every thought. So you're thinking of divorcing your wife. You think of having an affair. You know, the littlest thought is, you notice Lori at the desk. She's got some really nice tatas, and it's, you know, in your mind, you demolish that thought. You destroy that thought before you ever end up in bed with her in your mind. Because you don't just end up in bed with her overnight. It starts with every little argument, every little thought, everything that sets itself up against God. You demolish it. You burn it. You don't let one innuendo, one thought, one subliminal ID, one one just uh, slight innuendo. Everything must go. If it does not align with the Word of God, you burn it to the ground. And it says, the Word of God, we bring it into captivity. This is a picture of a Roman soldier. If you remember in Ephesians chapter 6, it says that we have the sword of the Spirit, and in Hebrews it says that the God's Word is like a two-edged sword. This is a picture in this verse of a Roman soldier who has a sword. And back then, they weren't these giant swords. They were really only about 14 inches long. They were pretty sharp, or pretty small, but they were sharp. I mean, razor sharp. And what a Roman soldier would do is he'd take the point of it, double-edged, razor sharp, stick it into the spine of his captor, and he could literally steer him around because if the guy barely moved, that knife would go through his spine, I mean, literally like butter, it's cliche, but literally, boom, the guy would be paralyzed or dead. It was so sharp that even a wince, even a a slight move by the captor, he'd hurt himself. And God's saying, you take the word of God and you hold every thought, every argument, every pretension, every subliminal thought, every word that comes out of that friend's mouth or that comes out of the media, you hold it captive. You put the word of God to it and you say, you've got to go and you've got to go now. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, put off your former way of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Huh. You're not just renewing your mind. You have to renew the spirit of your mind. Look, you can get into the Bible. You can memorize scripture and that's all great. I do it. But you have to ask God to use it to renew the spirit of your mind. When I first started playing guitar, I learned some scales. And then when I'd go to play a lead, I played the scales because I had to think about it. All I knew was how to play the scales. But over time, it becomes a part of who I am. And then I could improvise and I could play the things in my head. It's the same way with God's word. You consume it, you consume it, you consume it. And you ask God to make it a part of your spirit, not just your mind. And then you can truly go to battle and you can burn those things to the ground and stand free in Christ. Think about it. Do it. Garth Eckman, David Lyons, Keep Slaying Giants.